Welcome to the podcast. We do recover with Jared Miller, your host. And I'm Dr. Terry Sellers, your co-host. This is a podcast about recovery from addiction. We want to talk about what successful recovery can look like. Brought to you by Subs Recovery Center, Rise Up Subs, and the St. George Hilton Garden Inn. The pointing, is that... Is, and does that, go! Does that mean go, Sean? And... And go. Welcome to We Do Recover with Jared Miller, episode 130. That's good. I like it. Uh, autumn is upon us, everybody. Today. So when I point at you, that's when you want to start. Oh, okay. So I was late on the late Oh, on the go. we've started. I'll shut up now. I'm sorry. It's your podcast. Go ahead. <laughs> I usually just wait till the music runs out. <laughs> All right. So autumn is upon us. Today is September 1st. It is a rainy day. In St. George, Utah. We used to say this podcast was recorded in sunny St. George, but today it's not sunny. It's flooding out there. The topic we have for you guys today is what to expect when starting services. I was listening a while back. Uh, I believe it was, oh boy, episode 71, Wellness Rediscovery with Kelsey Olson. And we talked about doing this topic all the way back on episode 71. So we're finally here on episode 130. And to help me out with that, I have a friend, a co-worker, Christy Angus. Christy, how are you doing? I am good, thank you. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for being willing to come on here, kicking and screaming. <laughs> yeah, this isn't nerve-wracking at all. <laughs> well, I got you a little gift. I, I've been bad about, I used to do this every single time and give away gifts, but I got you a little gift today. Thank you. I know that uh, you don't like caffeine, so we did some Rise Up Supplements Mindful Mood for you. Oh, thank you. That's the non-stim version. Helps decrease anxiety and enhance mood. Thank you. Yeah, I need welcome. some right now. <laughs> don't, don't take the whole bottle in true addict form, right? Oh, you're no fun. All right. I know it. So we are going to jump into that topic. Um, we also want to acknowledge our sponsors. We are definitely grateful for them. Episode 130, part one is brought to us by Steps Recovery Centers. Steps Recovery Centers is an adult substance abuse and mental health treatment provider. Steps Recovery Centers provides all levels of care. They have a medical detox facility, multiple residential treatment centers, and outpatient treatment services reaching from the top of Utah to the bottom. Recovery starts with you, and at Steps Recovery Centers, there is always hope. Call them today at 801-800-8142 or just visit their website at stepsrc.com to learn more. Christy, you might know a little thing about Steps. I do. So um, tell us, we're going to break up the sponsorships here. Tell us a little bit about yourself professionally, personally. So I am admissions at Steps Recovery Centers here in St. George. Um, bringing people in from, you know, the first phone call, walking them through that process until, you know, they walk through the doors. I am a recovering addict. I just had five years clean on Sunday. Man, five years. Congratulations. Can we get like in a, a sound <laughs> clapping applause? Is that a possible one? Yeah. <laughs> and I actually came through steps as well. Did you really? I did. I didn't know that. So you were a client before you worked for me. I am alumni. That is nice. There we go. Yay. It's like SpongeBob. Three hours later. Good job, Sean. I appreciate the sound effects. That is amazing, though. That's cool. Yeah. I moved down here um, when I got clean to St. George. Um, didn't know a single soul. Didn't have much other than the clothes on my back. And I have built my life here. Love it. Man, we should have had you on as a guest. Today's going to be a topic discussion, but we, we need to get that story at some point, hopefully throughout this topic-based conversation, we can get little glimpses of that. Yeah. Move down here from where? Where's home? Uh, home was in Provo. I went to Timview High School. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just kidding. It was fantastic. Um, I lived in Salt Lake for a while before coming down here, but I just needed to leave it all behind. Needed to change your playground. Yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah. And clearly that was the best choice I've ever made. I love it. Yeah. That's cool. You know, I similar, so I, I, I had some time up. I'm from northern Utah as well, a little bit further north for our listeners that are not from Utah. I'm probably, I was raised about two hours north of where you were, okay. where you grew up. And 
I got like my first four or five years up there. But when I moved down here, it just got easier because people, yeah. places, and things, right? And mm-hmm. so when I wasn't driving past uh, things that reminded me of substance abuse, a.k.a. my addiction, it just got easier. It's like yeah. a little oasis. Is it the same for you? Absolutely. Yeah, there was nothing that reminded me of it here. That environment. Yeah. And it's very, very healing place to live here. I mean, it's beautiful all the time. The recovery community here, I have never seen anything like it. And yeah, it changed my life. Yeah, I mean, I got to say, we always talk about that on here. Like St. George really, it's like a recovery mecca. We have really strong AA, really Mm -hmm. strong NA meetings like all the time. You know, they do swacky paw, all all kinds of stuff um, that is recovery based. Love that. You do marketing and admissions. When we first met, I was doing marketing and admissions for a different facility. Yes, you were. Do you remember back in those days? Holy cow. I sure do. What was that, like three or four years ago? Yeah, it was four years ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while. Been a while. All right, so that's Christy. We're getting excited. There's the introduction to her. Um, Let's jump into our second sponsorship mention. Episode 130, part one, is also brought to us by Rise Up Supplements. Rise Up Supplements is a nootropic line aimed at optimizing brain function and supporting mental health. They have two powerful blends. Mindful Mood helps decrease anxiety and enhance mood. MindShift helps increase focus and optimize brain function. Place your order today at riseupsups.com. That's R-I-S-E-U-P-S, U-P-S dot C-O-M. At checkout, punch in all caps podcast 20 to save yourself 20% off your entire purchase. We appreciate them sponsoring this podcast. Okay, so Chrissy, we usually start off with like practice a little positive psychology or a little bit of gratitude, right? Just, you know, the, the warm fuzzies. People like the warm fuzzies. It's <laughs> easy too. to be a Debbie Downer, right? So what is something new and good or what's some gratitude that you have in your life today? Well, th- there was an experience that happened today that I am so grateful for. It it really changed everything for me, the willingness from this girl. So at work this morning, I had a girl show up. Uh, like I, we said, it's pouring down rain here today. And she walked in the door, drip, dripping wet, just soaked to the bone. And she had tears in her eyes. And she said, I just walked here for the last six hours and I need help. Wow. Yeah. Literally just showed up at the doorstep. Yeah. Just walked in. She said she saw the sign outside. Really? Mm-hmm. And she said, I don't want to go home. I don't want to use anymore. And I, I want help. That's incredible. Yeah. It was, it, she was exactly where she was meant to be at that moment. Yeah. You know? Sounds like you were too. Yeah. That's a cool part of your job. Oh, absolutely. I love it. Absolutely. And and even better is, you know, a few months down the road when you see the light back on in their eyes and they're seeing their children and, you know, everything's, you know, following through and, oh, it's just unreal. I love it. Yeah, I got to agree to that. Um, we're, we're taking a little side, but it's good stuff. It's good stuff. So I'm going to join in on it. Uh, one of my favorite things is when we we teach like self-love and self-care and things like that, right? And when you actually see the clients start to apply that, yeah, it's really cool. You know, when they first start treatment, they've got kind of the doom and gloom. Mm-hmm. And then when you, like you talked about, you kind of see the light come back in their eyes, you get them talking you get that therapeutic community around them i don't know why this always sticks out for me but one of the biggest indicators to me is like when people get their teeth worked on or done like i love when when i get a referral from voc rehab yeah and it's people going after a job and in the line of work that they need they need either their teeth repaired or they need dentures they need something yeah because it's like that's that they're using the resources Yep. They're loving themselves enough to really create a different life. Yeah. And for me, that's like, man. And going to the gym. Yeah. You know, when they finally are feel, feeling good, you know, then they're feeling good about themselves. You know, like, hey, I lost a few pounds. I've got some muscle. I love seeing it. We literally have a front row seat to the Miracle Show. Yeah. It's amazing. We do. It's amazing. All right. What about you, Sean Denovan? What's new and good in your life? Um... He struggles with the gratitude piece. I do. See I'm not thankful for anything. Not. Dude, you just got a brand new motorcycle seat cover. I, oh, yeah, I did. Thanks. 
I mean, no, no, not thanks to you. It's somebody else. So I'll take that back. Wow. Um, yeah. All right. Oh, so no. <laughs> no, no, no. I had somebody come by to give me a, uh, like a honeycomb. What are, what, are, what are like the foot insoles that you get? What are those called? Like the like a Dr. Uh, Dr. Scholl thing. But it's like a big one for your butt on a motorcycle. So I got a big Dr. Scholl's butt pad for my new motorcycle. So he just came by. He's like, here you go. Just out of the blue. So I get to put my butt on something soft later since you asked. Yeah, yeah, I love it. It's good. See, it's good to stop every once in a while and practice a little positive psychology, a little gratitude, Sean. I will text you to tell you how my behind is doing later. I, I'll appreciate that. Uh, today we're going to kind of lean on you a little bit because what I wanted to do today is kind of paint a picture for people that have no idea what treatment looks like I know you're one of those normal folk, right? Yeah. So you get to be our kind of One time like... I took three Advil. It was nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Easy guy. Easy. So so feel free to pipe in, ask any questions, give your opinion, right? Because I kind of want that. Sometimes we, we're so deep and enmeshed in it, we don't always think about the stuff that like somebody like yourself would think about to ask. Mm-hmm. So you're queued up. Mic'd up, ready to rock today. I will intercede with with comments of grandeur. Love it. <laughs> I, I understood half of that, but that's great. That's great. Played Scrabble last night, so I got some words. Anyway, go ahead. Beautiful. So I have a new and good that's actually a pretty cool one today. So um, if I can get to my text messages. So I'm in recovery, which means <laughs> back in the day, I wasn't so great to all my friends and family members. Right? Yeah. Does this sound about right? So I have a sister that I put through some tough situations. Right? I have two of them. <laughs> like like I'm talking about, we went years without talking mm-hmm. at, at one point in this whole journey. Make sense? Yep. Um, yeah, and both probably said some harsh things to each other. And looking back, I can take accountability for my side of it. Anyways, moving forward, my new and good. Today I get a text message from the same sister. So I teach tech pharmacy to high school students right now, and we're going through opiates and methadone, et cetera. Would you be comfortable doing a team call and talking to my students about your experience and what you do now? That's fantastic. What? Looking back, like, granted, it's been nine years. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the fact that, like, at one point, I'm pretty sure we both told each other we were dead to each other. Oh, yeah. And today... I get a text, you know, like, I'm the guy. You like, you know what I mean? I, yeah. Like, it's just cool to see, like, like we talked about the miracle, you know? Yeah. So that's my new and good. Love you, sis. Don't know if she wants me to share her, her name or whatever. doesn't really <laughs> matter, but I just, I appreciate the little things like that. You know oh, what I mean? Every day. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool, especially when you start rebuilding the family systems. And it's just cool, man. Yep, Before I'm, I get emotional about it, let's go ahead and move on. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so you kind of introduce yourself personally, professionally, working at Steps Recovery Centers, doing admissions. Mm-hmm. It's rad. So, basically, you're never off. No. Yeah. <laughs> That's a real thing. I've been there, done that. Yeah, I work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Okay, let's start here. <laughs> I wanted. I want to go here. Tell me the craziest intake story you've ever had. Because I ha- like I've gone to the ER at like two in the morning before back when I did my when I was doing intakes. Yeah, and looking back, that was completely insane, and I did not have personal boundaries. What's what's the gnarliest that you look back and go, you know what? I probably uh... <laughs> shouldn't have done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, stopping at uh, the gas station so a gentleman could go to the bathroom, and he went in the family bathroom locked the door and overdosed but i knew you know after five minutes that was (laughs) there's no key in the gas station for that bathroom you know so i'm kicking down the door like a psychopath in the maverick (laughs) (laughs) screaming yeah it was a really bad i laugh it was not funny it's funny now but yeah at the time it was not and he lived so I was going to say, but, hopefully there's a uh, you yeah, know, yeah. ray of sunshine in that yes, story. Yes, We did he, a couple of Narcans and yeah, you made it. But that was, no one got to use the restroom again. I was going to say, 
<laughs> so it was like emergency services called. Oh, yeah. It was a scene. It was a whole Absolutely. scene. Absolutely. Whole scene. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I remember one time I was giving a, a guy a ride and where, where we used to work, it was a drive to get there. Mm-hmm. Right? Like yeah. it took it took the better part of an hour to get there from where mm-hmm. we, the main part of where we live. I had two phones. I had a work phone. I had a personal phone. And uh, I had both phones or I had my work phone in my pocket, my personal phone just kind of in the console between the two of us. And I had to use the restroom. I'm not going to like handcuff the guy to me and drag him <laughs> yeah. into the restroom, right? So I'm like, hey, man, I'm going to pull, you know, I'm going to use the restroom. I'll be right back. He's like, okay, cool. So I come back and I like notice my phone's gone. Oh, no. And so, <laughs> and so I'm like, hey, man, uh, have you seen my phone? He was like, no. No. No idea. Sure haven't. Uh, nope. <laughs> like, all right, cool. Maybe I'll just call it. So I pull out the work phone. I start to call my phone. He's like, okay, man, I got to tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> While you were in the bathroom, I took your phone. I'm so I, I, I apologize. He like started getting, you know, like. Yeah. yeah. It's like, dude, I get it. It's Your your brain's not working properly. That yeah. frontal cortex is shut down right now. I get it. Yeah. I had, there was a time when I picked up, or I had to pick up a gentleman from the jail, and there were two of them. I'm pretty gangster. I can handle that. That's not a problem. I was going to say, you're a tough chick. <laughs> well, yeah, it did not. I mean, at one point, one of them, um, had, they'd been using in jail, and he is, like, obsessed over the radio, so he's just pushing all of the buttons. Every one of them on the radio, all of them. The other one is hanging out the window like a dog, you know, and waving at cars and asking if he can go out the sunroof. You know, it was so ridiculous. I had to pull over the car like a mom with three-year-olds. Be like, if I have to pull this car over again. One more time. Yeah, do it one more time. I dare you. <laughs> it, it was ridiculous. Oh, fun times. I do want to say this, though. Like, when I first started doing marketing and intakes, um, my family was like, man, are you going to be safe? And the one thing I can say is I never, nobody ever was like violent towards me Mm -hmm. or like they were all just people with a substance abuse problem that needed some help. Yeah. And so it's fun to kind of, you know, exchange stories with you and stuff. But like in reality, I I think a lot of people, okay, I'm going to go off on a tangent here. We used to have asylums back in the day where people with addiction and mental health problems would go, they'd get stabilized on some medication. Once they had some clean time and they were stabilized on medication, they were released back into society. Yeah. Today, that is called the incarceration system, the Mm -hmm. criminal justice system. So when we talk about picking people up, a lot of these people are are amazing people, super intelligent, super talented. They just have a substance abuse problem. And so understanding that from a perspective of intakes, right, is like, mm-hmm. yeah, love these people. Oh, absolutely. They just don't think clearly all the time. Yeah. So <laughs> like at um, a previous- we, we just don't think clearly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. At a previous uh, substance, abu- substance abuse facility that I worked at, it was all males. And so many people would ask me, you know, aren't you scared all the time, you know, with all those men? I have never felt safer. If anything were to have happened in that home- I had every one of them I know would have had my back. Yeah. You know, 100%. Yeah. Because once you build a relationship with them, they become endearing to you. Like, Oh, absolutely. They're friends for life. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I love it. Yeah. Let's jump into this. So we, we have a lot going on. It's September 1st. (laughs) It sure is. Autumn is upon us, Christy. Mm -hmm. So in September, for those of you that don't know, recovery is a big deal in September, especially in the state of Utah. Yeah. All month. We have some events coming up, so let's jump to those events. Do you have your, your phone? Can you help me announce some of these? That's okay. <laughs> my purse. You can use, you can, I'll share my cheat sheet with you. How about that? Perfect. So USARA stands for Utah Awareness Recovery. USARA. Yep. Yes, they're an amazing organization. Just well, do do that look again. I want to zoom in on your face. Uh, you, you had that just absolute like, fear. Don't ask me. Mm. I, 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 got, I got new buttons here. So the camera one, there we go. Zoom in. There we go. Okay, yes. Give me that look again. So, so what, what what does that stand for? <laughs> you, like, don't you ask start, me, Jared. I don't know. Utah uh, something or another. Okay. In all seriousness, though, USARA is amazing. They do a lot of really good stuff in the community. 
love them for the month of September. They are busybodies. Mm-hmm. We have a, a thing called Overdose Awareness Day that was yesterday. I'm rocking the t-shirt and overdose. Love yep. it. I did a little post yesterday that said, you know, kind of in honor of the ones we've lost and a toast to the ones who fight to end overdose. Mm-hmm. Because that Pepto-Bismol... I was just going to ask what, what the Pepto-Bismol was Yeah, for. the toast was for the Pepto-Bismol. Because sometimes it's stressful working in this field. And you might... It is. I might have an ulcer as we currently sit here. Yeah. Yeah. So so a toast to those guys. Uh, obviously, in memory of the ones that we've lost. That's why we fight this fight. We do. So that was a beautiful event last night. That's an International Overdose Awareness Day. Uh, Oct... No... Man, August 31st. Mm -hmm. Okay, forward momentum here. We have recovery days coming up in Kanab, Utah. That's going to be September 18th. It starts at 5 o'clock. That's going to be in Kane County Park. Okay, so in Price, at the Price Peace Gardens on September 8th at 3 p.m. Price Peace Gardens. That sounds just... Say, Say it five times. Lovely. Serene, beautiful. Okay, Salt Lake City. If you're in the Salt Lake City area, September 9th at 2 o'clock, Jordan Park. Be there for recovery days. And in St. George on September 21st, uh, 5 p.m., Vernon Worthen Park. Say Vernon Worthen Park five times. I know. It's difficult. Everybody show up. It's going to be fantastic. Only crazy people live in St. George. (laughs) (laughs) In July. Yeah, as we sit here to do this <laughs> podcast. Okay, Moab, September 2nd at 2 p.m. Now, wait for this one. Swanee City Park. That sounds... Swanee <laughs> City, baby. Swanee City. I love it. All right. Tooele on September 23rd at 10 a.m. Pratt's Aquatic Center. Good old Thule. Yeah, in Thule. I think out there in Thule as well, in Tuila, we, we call it kind of Thule here locally. Um, I think they're, they're also doing like a 5K, like in St. George. In St. George, oh, yeah, doing a 5K. Yeah. I think they're doing one of those as well. Maybe they're doing them everywhere. I just didn't know, but I, these are for sure the recovery days. So in Ogden, Utah, September 23rd at 5 p.m. at the Ogden Amphitheater. Okay, and Central Utah. A.K.A. Ephraim. Ephraim, September 30th at 4 p.m. at the Canyon View Park. I spent two years in Ephraim, Utah. You did? Yeah, I went to Snow College. Oh. Yeah, good old Ephraim. I actually, it's a cool little town, but if the college wasn't there, the town would be even smaller. Um, (laughs) Vernal, September 22nd. Through the 24th. I'm sorry, you didn't say that correctly. Can you repeat that name again? Vernal. 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 Thank you. Vernal. Vernal, Utah. That's how I That's how I know how to say it. September 22nd through the 24th. I think the times and location are TBA, to be announced. All right. And we also have Utah County, September 16th, 3 p.m. at the Riverside Park. That's your old stomping grounds. It is. I grew up in Pleasant Grove. I lived there until I was 14, and then I moved to Provo. Really? Yeah. Nice. Maybe you should just show up. Or is that a bad bad place for you? Oh, no, you I was a good a kid there. a recovery event. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was a good kid there. Yeah. I was even good in high school. I didn't start drugs till I was 24. <laughs> really? Yeah. Man, we definitely need to get your story one of these days. Last one, San Juan County, September 7th. At Centennial Park. Boom. We've got them all. They have a bunch of events. Uh, so we are gonna we're going to include the link to all the events on this on Facebook. So if you're listening to this on a download, go to our Facebook page. It's We Do Recover with Jared Miller. Look for episode 130. In the title of it, there will be a link that you can go and you can get involved in that kind of community activity wherever you live throughout the state of Utah. If you don't live in Utah, we have uh, like a couple listeners outside of the state of Utah. Um, Just a few. (laughs) Uh, Check out your local community. It's September. September's kind of the recovery on on a national level recovery month. And so get involved. Get involved in your community. That's one thing that I think is super vital, especially for people in early recovery or people that are like tire kickers and 
they want to test drive recovery or see <laughs> how wacky we really all are, show up to an event. Absolutely. Even if you're loaded, man. They yeah, got good they're, they're amazing. There. They're fun. They're going to feed you too. Yeah. Show up. Speaking of that, I know Steps has got like, Chad's got like some Hawaiian. Okay, we only got 15 seconds left. We're going to get to that though. Okay. Yes, I heard that. I hear St. George's Recovery Days is going to be phenomenal. Absolutely. I'm excited. You guys might recognize the voice in the sponsorship mention in three, two, one. You are listening to We Do Recover with Jared Miller and co-hosted by Dr. Terry Sellers. We'll be right back after this short break with more of We Do Recover with Jared Miller. Brought to you by Steps Recovery Center, Rise Up Subs in the St. George Hilton Garden Inn. If you or your loved one is trapped in the cycle of addiction, there is a way out. At Steps Recovery Center in Utah, we believe in second chances and new beginnings. Our evidence-based treatments, compassionate staff, and supportive community guide you on the path to recovery. It is time to reclaim your life. Take the first step towards freedom, resilience, and a brighter tomorrow. Reach out to Steps Recovery Centers today. Recovery starts with you. And at Steps, there is always hope. Call us or visit our website to learn more. We welcome you back to We Do Recover with Jared Miller, co-hosted by Dr. Terry Sellers. Brought to you by Steps Recovery Center, Rise Up Sups in the St. George Hilton Garden Inn. And now with part two of our podcast, Jared Miller and Dr. Terry Sellers. And I point to you and you go. And we are back, everybody. Man, I was better on that one, right? <laughs> what would we do without Sean Denneman? I tell you what. We are back in this banter of episode 130 with Christy Angus. My coworker, friend, we've worked at a couple different facilities together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope she considers me friend. I don't, Absolutely. I mean, I don't uh, <laughs> we've been in the trenches together. <laughs> we have. We have. It's true. It's true. Yeah. And I just love that you're here today. This is fun. Man. Me too. Thank I you for having it. me. Yeah, of course. So today we are going to get to the topic of what to expect when starting services, I promise you. We have to leave you on a cliffhanger so you listen to the whole episode, of course, right? Yeah. Before we get to that, episode 130... Just continuing to kick the can down the road. Episode 130, part two, is brought to us by the Hilton Garden Inn. It is always sunny and bright at the Hilton Garden Inn. If you or a loved one is traveling through southern Utah, give them a Google search. Just type in Hilton Garden Inn in St. George, Utah. They have amazing amenities. Staff's always great. They're really good, really good to us. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've had guests that are scheduled to come on the day before they either ghost or they cancel on me and I call over and they're like, no problem. We'll cancel the reservation. Like they're just, man, they just do it right. They, they do a really good job. We appreciate the Hilton Garden Inn. Okay. So we're back in episode 130. Phil, how are we doing? We doing good? I'm great. We doing all right here? Yeah. I think it's magical. I'm having a blast. <laughs> it is. It's good. Good. So um, I have Christy here with us. She does intake for steps recovery center she's part of our team so one of the things that i i really want to jump into is this is our everyday thing we do this all the time it's our life we have listeners out there that are family members or friends or coworkers of people that need some help that are probably too scared yeah a little too nervous to really reach out so today i hope to to take the paintbrush and paint a picture of really what to expect when you're getting ready to start this journey mm-hmm. we call recovery. I call healing, right? I call yeah. human development, self-growth. Um, I'm not a, a dare officer. I'm not a don't do drug guy. Mm-hmm. I'm a let's build a life that you yeah. want to live yeah. type of guy. So let's jump into that. I can remember back in the day before I had any criminal charges, I acknowledged <laughs> after probably a year or six months of my friends and family telling me, hey, Jared, I think you got a problem. I'm like, no, nah, I don't get <laughs> My problem's you telling me I got a problem's my problem, right? Come to find out when you nod out in a bowl of spaghetti face first. Yeah, you have a problem. In front of your whole family, you might have a problem, right? Yeah. So I reached out. I, I contacted the, I didn't know anything about treatment centers. I called hospitals and I got into the Ogden Regional Hospital and I can remember when I went in, the lady was real nice. You know, they take all your stuff, your phone. We'll get to kind of some of that and why that's important later. But it was a medical detox place. I was coming off of heroin. Mm-hmm. And I can remember them 
after I got checked in and everything, they came and they said, hey, this is probably going to be a three to five day medical detox. After that, we recommend day treatment. Here's what it looks like. Here's the schedule. And I'm like, I don't need all that. Come on. I'm, yep. I'm not that bad, right? Like, Just need to come down. I'll I, be fine. I just need help getting clean, right? I thought that the drugs were the problem. I didn't realize that I was the problem. And I didn't realize there's a thing called pause, post-acute mm-hmm. withdrawal oh, yeah. symptoms, where you're going to feel like crap for essentially, for sure, 90 days. Maybe 120. Yeah. Oh, and not to mention all of your feelings that you've been suppressing for so long are going to come back. You're a train wreck. I had no idea what what that F word was back in the day. Yeah. The F word of feelings. Because we numbed them for years. Yeah. Yeah. So when they all come creeping back, you don't know what to do. So do you get that quite a bit? You do kind of the initial assessment, right? You start Mm -hmm. off, you gather the information for the clinician to make a judgment on what level of care. We're going to get into that as well. Mm -hmm. How much of that do you have to overcome and really help people understand? It's more than just a detox process. Oh, yeah. And it's an everyday problem that, that I deal with. You know, every, hey, all I need is detox. All I need is detox. And it's so hard to get them to understand, you know, that is not, like, that's the easy part, you know, and that you need so much more. You have to learn how to deal with those feelings that you have used drugs to suppress for so long, you know. And yeah, just doing detox isn't going to do anything for you. Okay, so you don't have the drugs. And the problem's still there. Now what are you going to do, you know? I love that you said that's the easy part. Because for a lot of people, that may be really intimidating to hear, but it's the absolute truth. Oh, it is. That's the easy part. You know, you come into detox and, you know, I mean, not everywhere has a detox. We're fortunate enough that we do. So you're going to come in. You're going to watch Netflix for a few days. So, so run me through that. I call you. You, mm-hmm. answer, the, you answer the call. Mm-hmm. I hear the same voice that just went through our steps promo. That lovely uh-huh. Christy Angus <laughs> voice. <laughs> uh, so, okay. So you you set me up with detox. Mm-hmm. For us, that's in Pace in Utah. Correct. Okay. Go ahead. So, you know, I mean, if you have insurance already, great. If you don't, I'm going to point you in the right direction so that you can get that handled. You're going to come in. You know, we're going to do your assessment or we can even do it over the phone. Um, you're going to go to detox. You're going to watch Netflix for a few days, go outside and smoke, you know, walk around the beautiful facility and just chill. You know, it's super easy. You're just going to, you know, have a banana bag, you know, get some fluids in you, eat some decent meals and it's, you know, easy breezy. I'm going to be a little bit, uh, extreme here because I like to, you know, be a little extreme, but the goal of detox Okay. The clinical goal of detox is physical stabilization, mm-hmm. a.k.a. don't die. And that's exactly what it is. It's just that. Yeah. But I think a lot of people, um, they try on their own. It's very common when I sit down and I do my biopsychosocial assessment after they've gone through that process. A lot of people say, man, detox was easy mm-hmm. compared to all the times that I've tried doing it by myself. And not to mention, I mean, if it's alcohol, like, you could die. Or benzos. Yeah, you can die. Yeah. You know, and, you know, with heroin, fentanyl, I mean, it's it's very uncomfortable, but they're probably not going to die. Um, But they're sick, you know. But in detox, you're given meds to bring you down easy, you know, and so that you don't die. You know, that's exactly what it's for. Right. Make sure you don't die. And get you physically stable enough mm-hmm. that you can start to address some, Absolutely. some other stuff. Get you a sandwich and a nap until, you know, you can begin yep. to start the process. Oftentimes, a lot of people, um, they don't... Okay, I work with my clients on this. You have two different... You have your physical body. Mm-hmm. And then if you can imagine, whether it's your spirit, your soul, whatever it is... You have an emotional body as well. Mm-hmm. And when you go to detox, it's really just to get that f- the wounds from your physical body mm-hmm. right. It's to get the toxins out of your system. After that, you still have right that emotional body that oh, has yeah. all those wounds, all that still that needs to be addressed. Yeah. And it's coming up. You know, I mean, you have suppressed it with drugs for so long 
And, you know, you go long enough without those drugs and it's coming up, you know, and as soon as it does, you want to come out of your own skin, you know, and if you're not in a safe, healthy environment that's going to help you deal with that, you're going to be using drugs or alcohol within minutes because you don't want to feel that. It's right. hard. It's right. tough. That's a good point. So typically the next level of care is residential after that. Uh-huh. And that's what you see in the movies, right? That's what everybody, any movie or TV show that has a rehab scene in it, it's always at this, you know, place where you have to go away, be from your family, um, which for some people, that's an important part. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, in my mind, I mean, that is where you get stable. Does that make sense? Like that, that's where... You know, you're going to hopefully deal with all those feelings that come up. You know, you're going to have group therapy, you know, throughout the day. You're going to have individual therapy. You're going to be able to work through all that, you know, and, and, but you're not going to do like the work, you know. I mean, I think when you get to day treatment and things like once you get stable and you are emotionally stable enough to leave there, you know, then the real work starts. Yeah. That's where the rubber meets the road. Yeah. So some things. And you're absolutely right. Residential, the goal of the clinical goal of residential is physical and emotional stabilization. Yeah. It's both because even though maybe you have detox for three, five, seven days, you still that post acute withdrawals. Oh, yeah. And it's a real thing. They're real high. And so you still need to physically stabilize while you're starting to address those emotional Mm -hmm. pieces while they're helping you. Hopefully, if you're open to it, get on like, medication to help stabilize mm-hmm. you, right? And I'm not a big fan of Western medicine. If you know me, you know that I'm I'm not a huge fan of all the traditional Western medicines. I had to take them. Yeah, I take them now. And they were a bridge. They, they helped me yep. get to where I am today, so I can't knock them either. I mean, a lot of us that are addicts and alcoholics, we already have that chemical imbalance in the first place. That's why we're using, you know, so if we can get something to even that out, like you have a much better chance at success. Yeah. Give yourself a fighting chance. Yeah, absolutely. So the other thing to expect in residential, now listen, let me just little caveat here. Just because you reach out doesn't mean that you're going to have to go to detox. Doesn't mean you're going to have to go to residential. There are different levels of care depending on the frequency and the severity of your substance abuse. There is a thing known as substance abuse. There's mild, moderate, and severe, right? There's a, a difference between substance abuse and chemical dependency. Mm-hmm. Somebody who has high-functioning daily living activities, in other words, they wake up, they don't drink, they go to their job or use whatever the chemical is, they get off work, then they start using and abusing the mm-hmm. chemicals. That person might qualify for a lower level of care. Absolutely. And fortunately, like I feel very fortunate to work at STEPS because we have that option to meet people where where they are. Absolutely. Not every facility is like that, but fortunately we do have that option. So if, yeah, if you're still working every day, you have a career, you know, you don't have to necessarily do, you know, inpatient, you know, and be gone for 30 days, you know, or spend all day every day in, you know, five days a week in day treatment. Yeah, you you might qualify for that where after work, a couple of nights a week, you're going to go in for two hours, you know? Yeah, and just get, get that kind of support. That- yeah, absolutely. They have that support. And, you know, you, you get really close with your group. You're tight-knit. You have that, um, the group sessions. You have the individual sessions, you know, and it's just enough to kind of keep you, your feet planted. Well, and take away that afternoon, evening mm-hmm. chemicals. It gives you something, gives you something, to, something do. to do, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 Wanting that beer after work or you're tired. So they want to get high. Yeah. Yeah. You have something in place of it. So, so now that we've got that disclaimer out there, let's back up. When you walk into a residential treatment facility, typically you're stepping down from a detox. They've, you're not going to have a phone. Mm -mm. There's a thing called a blackout period. Mm -hmm. Blackout period. I know for steps and probably most facilities that I've worked at is usually a week. Uh-huh. So seven, seven days. days. Yeah. Now, if people can make it through the blackout, most of the time they stay the entire stay for the most part, unless, yeah. you know, a traumatic event happens with their family or yeah. something like that. That first seven days is crucial mm-hmm. because we, there, you have to be, you, there has to be a break from communication from the outside world for you to settle in yeah. 
and start to get the therapeutic benefits. Start to focus on yourself. Your mind is still obsessing about the drug, obsessing about what everybody's doing, you know. And yeah, you need that time. And like, are you really going to stay if in your first three days you make a phone call and, you know, your wife or girlfriend's mm-hmm. like, ooh, honey, baby. I miss you. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's just. Gone. Yeah. Every time. So that's kind of something to expect that a lot of people don't know. A little insider information here is, yeah, you're going to kind of lose contact from the outside just for at least the first seven days. Yeah. Um, another myth that a lot of people don't know is. Like you still can see your family. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, family groups. Mm-hmm. Every they other FaceTime, week. FaceTime. They can they have dinner with calls. them. Yeah. They have Sunday visits. Yep. So that's another thing that people think, well, I can't be away from my family, my kids for 30 days. You can. You, you absolutely can. Yeah. But you don't have to, right? Like the facility allows exactly. for that. Yeah, of. you can be there because they can come and visit, you know, certain circumstances they'll let them do FaceTime you know with a therapist and even um you know marriage counseling you know do some therapy with your spouse it's really good oh yeah I remember some some family groups running the four hours yeah that's good stuff um yeah I remember my oh sorry go ahead you please I remember my first family group at steps and my parents came as a client as a client my parents came, and it was on enabling. Mm. It was the worst day of my life. <laughs> they ruined your enablers? Yeah. yeah. How it, dare they? It ruined my whole life. Yeah, from that point forward. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was awful for me. Yeah. Yeah, there, there is, <laughs> there's definitely an education piece for the families. <laughs> yeah, they taught my parents that they were enabling me and everything that was happening, and yeah. Were you just the whole time, like, Oh, I was mad. Oh, yeah. I was so mad. I wanted yeah. him to leave, you yeah. know? I was like, don't tell them this. It's the best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah. Absolutely the best thing that ever happened to me. It's also cool, like, in those family groups, I've sat down and, like, I talked about when I facilitate the four R's, you know, any resentments that you want to address. And you're sitting across from the person, knee to, knee, to knee mm-hmm. hand in hand, staring into their eyes, right? Any resentments that you want to address, you know, any regrets that you personally have. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh man, I'm forgetting my R's. But the last me. one is is respect. Mm-hmm. Re- or requests. So it's resentments, regrets, any requests that you have for the other person. What do you respect about the other person? And it's just cool to watch like that open communication in a safe environment, and for people to family members and the ones yeah. that were our friends that we're treating to be able to just speak from the heart, you know, clear. Yeah, those are deep. Clear conscience. Yeah. 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 So, so there's residential. Another thing that drives me crazy is people are like, oh, you know, people just go to treatment and it's just a vacay and they just get massages and do acupuncture. I'm like, no, you're watching so a commercial from yeah. back in the, that's not what happens. Right there. It's intense. Yeah. By the, by the, when the weekend comes and they do go do those things, it is because they are absolutely exhausted (laughs) from what they have done the entire week, working on themselves and on the inside and all of the hard stuff, you know, looking at the stuff that nobody wants to look at and feeling those feelings, you know, like, you know, when they're angry, they're encouraged to be mad, you know, if they are sad, you know, cry, cry it out. When you're feeling those feelings, you're wiped out, you know, and so they have to get them out to, you know, Relax, number one. And number two, so many of us have been locked away, you know, doing drugs or drinking for so long. We don't even remember what it's like to be able to go out and have sober fun. Yeah, I was just you know, say, so it, a big part of the recreational stuff that they do or the equine therapy or whatever mm-hmm. it is, is building new neuropathways. Yep. Right? You got to do new things to get different results. Yeah, and so, you have to rewire. I also think, too, it's part of what, what I help coach and counsel my clients on is Get connected with the person you were before the substance abuse. So like when they go play softball and we have clients that either played softball as a kid or baseball, it's like try to reconnect with that, Mm -hmm. that little boy or that little girl that loved that. Right. And and let's pick up the pieces that happened in between. Let's identify your true self and and move forward from there. So there, there's some therapeutic. And also there's a thing called a um, pain pleasure tolerance and typically when we're in substance abuse, we have these massive dopamine spikes, right? And so mm-hmm. our hedonic set point starts to rise. I'm getting real sciencey here. 
our hedonic set point starts to rise, and that's why people have tolerance, right? Their tolerance goes up. Well, when you take away the drugs, that hedonic set point is still really high. The best way to bring it back down is through physical activity or discomfort. Oh, okay. So getting them out, getting on hikes, it, it basically helps rewire the brain faster, and it helps build those neural pathways that we're talking about. So there's always... You can just say, oh, they're just, you know, going on picnics and like, no, there's always some type of therapeutic benefit for what we're doing. So, yeah, where the rubber meets the road. Yeah. Day treatment. Yeah, that's where the work is. I want to share a little statistic, just like we talked about with detox. Residential is the same way. Mm -hmm. Did you know that less than 7% of people that only complete residential and don't do any kind of outpatient care? relapse within the first year. I'm sure. Less than 7% of people make it a year outside of the residential treatment center if they do not have continued follow-up outpatient services. Yeah. Those are statistics, right? That's on evidence-based practice. Mm -hmm. So with that, and I tell clients that, that are like, no, I'm good. I'm piecing out 30 days. I'm cured. I've been using heroin yeah. for, you know, 30 years. years. But, yeah. but three, 30 days, I'm good. Um, that statistic usually kind of is like, oh, yeah. Right. So we step into day treatment, day treatment. Again, the goal is physical and emotional stabilization. The reason why it's considered a lower level of care is because you're no longer in a two. Uh, okay. You're no longer in a 24 hour yeah. facility. And you do have choices. Right. You know, you're out in the world again, you know, and so you still have some, some structure, you know, to keep you in line, but it's seeing, you know, can you make the right choice? You know, yep, and that's it's hard. Yep, it's really hard. I mean, we have, you know, in recovery, we have the 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 program set up the way we do for a reason. We have it set up how it works. You know, and so many people, I mean, that have been in addiction for a long time. Like, when's the last time you had a full time job? You know, when's the last time you paid rent? You know, and so you're literally being taught how to do all of these things all over again. When's the last and time setting you, had, you up? Yeah. Uh, you know, a registered and licensed vehicle and a valid Absolutely. driver's license. Yeah. yeah. All those little things that typically now we're talking about substance abuse versus chemical dependency, right? Mm -hmm. Typically when we cross over that chemical dependency, we lose a lot of that stuff. Oh yeah. And that's where you're going to get those things back. You're going to get right. your birth certificate, your driver's license, your social security card, you know, you're going to, you know, hopefully get a car down the road. You know, you're going to get that part-time job, you know, so that you can start paying your little bit of rent and sober living, you know, and being an adult and, you know, before you get to IOP where you can work full time, yeah. you know, and, and be a little more on your own. I also think one of the reasons why, and the biggest gap for sure, if there's a choke point or if there's like a, a pain point in this whole treatment process, mm -hmm. it's for sure right there. Yeah. It's when they step down from residential into day treatment. If we're going to lose them, typically it's, and now listen, the majority of them, because mm -hmm. you always have your outliers. I think for me, when I've really sat back and looked at it, You'd be amazed at how many people stop doing dr drugs or drinking or whatever their, hab whatever their chemical is that they're doing, but they still hang out with the same people. Mm -hmm. They still live in the same environment. They still, right? Like the only thing that's changed is they're abstinent. Yeah. That's not recovery. Recovery is no. viciously cutting out people in your life that are no good for you. Whether that's a, an abusive partner, whether that's Absolutely. coworkers that are encouraging you to go to the bar after work, whether that whatever that is. And so a big part of it is stepping back into your environment if you don't change that, whether yeah. it's choosing to move into sober living instead of your, you know, uh, fraternity house with your friends or yeah. whatever that looks like, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, I mean, I was 41 years old when I got clean. And I was like, sober living, like, you've got to be kidding me, you know? <laughs> and I did it. And it was the best thing I've ever done for myself. Did you learn how to adult again? Yeah. Yeah. I would not be where I am today if I had not followed these steps. It's set up to make you successful. And if you do nothing more than follow those steps, you're going to make it. Yeah. You know, just follow the rules. Do as you're told. That's my the biggest suggestion that I can give is listen to people. Have that willingness. You know, have that willingness because if you follow those steps, you're going to make it. You're still going to have hard times. You're still going to have bad days. But as long as you follow 
you reach out, you know, you follow what others have done, constantly reaching out. You're going to go to bed sober, clean again that night, and you have another day again tomorrow. Just keep following it, keep doing it day after day. And before you know it, you have a whole life. Well said. The One of the last levels of care is IOP, intensive outpatient. Mm -hmm. So you go from a 24-hour level facility, day treatment, that's 20 plus hours per week. Typically it's 20, down to IOP, which is nine plus, usually around nine or 10. Mm -hmm. At that level of care, the goal is maintenance at that point. Hopefully yeah. you're physically stable, you're emotionally stable. It's maintain and, and learn skills, skill building and mm -hmm. maintenance. Yeah. Like, you know, okay, you're at the end of the road. Here you go. Let's see what you're going to do with this. You know, they have all the freedom, you know, but they still have that little bit of structure, a couple nights a week, you know, and let's see you working full time, paying rent, you know, paying your car insurance and... And long enough that it kind of becomes a habit, yeah. you know? And I hear people say, well, Jared, that's a six-month process. It is. And I'm like, dude, six months in the time span of your life is like one grain of sand in an hourglass. Mm -hmm. It's And if you have the rest of those grains in that hourglass that are golden moments and productive, like a yeah. life that, that you want to live, why wouldn't it be worth that one grain of sand, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I wasn't getting it in day treatment. My Okay, when I say first time in day treatment... I was invited to do it a second time the day I was supposed to graduate. <laughs> yep. And I did. So I was in day treatment for six full months. So sometimes that happens. But I wouldn't have traded it for the world. That is where I changed. Chris that is where my life changed. I love you, sister. Thanks for I coming on here. This has been fun. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. All right. We'll see you guys in two weeks from now. Thank you for joining us today on We Do Recover with Jared Miller. Help us spread our message of hope. Like, comment, and share. If you have any topics or ideas for future shows, please share that on our Facebook page. That Facebook page is We Do Recover with Jared Miller. If you or a loved one needs help, please reach out to us. Again, thank you for listening. Brought to you by Steps Recovery Center, Rise Up Subs, and the St. George Hilton Garden Inn. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast do not reflect those of its sponsors. This has been a production from a podcast studio.